0: Puck comes to the right side, half wall. Marsha so there. Opens up, he shoots, score! William Carlson tipped it home. 3-0 Golden Knights. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Ducks back in. to to put it on goal save Thompson he sprawls and gets the rebound too this is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show your destination for inside access with the team exclusive player interviews and breaking news from around the National Hockey League here's your hosts Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider
1: Show Fox Sports Las Vegas Ryan Wallace down here at Parkway Tavern inside the district Darren Millard He's in Orange County, Honda Center. Chris Chapman back inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215. Home of the. What's up, fellas? not much buddy how you doing
0: mm, doing great uh, rolled into the Honda Center it's nice a uh, nice little 45 50 minute drive from Staples Center to the hotel last night oh not crypto.com I'm calling I'm at Staples Center because I'm not sure where cryptos going these days you know
1: yeah you were all about crypto.com last year and now I all I was but but now I love wow, it.
0: a market crash does that to you when you look at your portfolio and it's like <laughs> mine is mine is mine is red 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 you get get a little bit uh, sensitive. Uh, yep. To calling it that, uh, no, a bit, about a 15-minute drive last night, and then uh, woke up and uh, headed over here today for a optional morning skate at the Honda Center, and looking forward to seeing what they have in a back-to-back set. If if you're going to play back-to-backs, and they have uh, as few as anybody in the National Hockey League this year, seven uh, for the uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, to have one coming out of the the holiday break is is as well timed as anything because it kind of gets you into the flow of things, and uh, I. I expect uh, a, a nice performance right off the bat tonight. Anaheim had a practice yesterday, but that's nowhere near as being up to uh, to game speed. It's good. It's uh, the preferential option compared to jumping right in like both teams did last night from a uh, sharpness perspective, but uh, I, I think that, uh, that Vegas should be pretty good off the hop tonight, notwithstanding uh, the, another loss uh, in personnel uh, in, in Alec Martinez, and uh, the fact that uh, that they they got to try and find uh, a little bit of rhythm uh, to to their scoring,
1: yeah, I mean, I, I think that that's you know you kind of hit it right on the head there, right? You've got uh, another player that that's going to be out of the lineup for the Golden Knights going into this game, and Alec Martinez, and uh, now you've got to find a way to also get depth scoring, and that's really going to be the key for the Golden Knights to, to continue to put wins on the board and navigate this this period where the injuries are starting to pile up, uh, you need everyone chipping in. And, and you know, you've, you've gotten great contributions from the Will Carriers and the Nick Wahs and and, you know, down the lineup. Obviously, Michael Amadio jumps up to the top line, and he's producing, but that takes away from the production down the lineup. So for the Golden Knights, it's going to be about trying to find a, a little bit more offense out of your bottom six.
0: Yeah, that top line has been electric yeah. lately with yeah. Stone and Stevenson and uh, and now Amadio in the lineup. And Amadio carries a career-high three-game goal-scoring streak into this game. Uh, he was a blip, and now he's turned it into a streak, and he's got the opportunity to make a serious impact uh, on this team. And they've been going great. I've, I've actually liked the Misfits uh, for uh, what they've done, even though there's been a, a Lack of production on that end. I thought the the fourth line last night, which is uh, the old third line uh, with the, with the kids, was was effective. That that's as strong of a performance from that unit, mm-hmm. whoever was on it uh, this year, as we've seen. And, uh, and they had some really good chances. Think of Jake Lasician with that, that one-timer from Amadio right in the slot. Uh, that, uh, that jumps out at me. And then the fourth line uh, is, is the fourth line. And sometimes I, I, I get caught up in, in their production because mm-hmm. it was so dramatic early on. And you have to realign your sights a little bit uh, from, from what they were doing to what uh, we expect them to do. But uh, when it comes to contributions, I think there's there's still more that can be had from there. The f- the first line, that Stevenson, Stone, Amadio, good. Yeah. Everybody else is playing well. It's just you have to contribute a little bit more and uh, you and I talked about it last week about just uh like you don't you don't want placeholders out there yeah. uh sometimes that uh, that uh, kid line has been uh, a placeholder go out give everybody else a bit of a rest you have to be able to contribute and that uh, uh carrier uh Waugh and, and Kolasar, they have to contribute uh, at, at a moment like this. And and same goes for, for the Misfits, uh, who on the power play have been good, but uh, five on five, they have to get it going a little bit.
1: Yeah, you're you're right on the money there. I think that there's a couple of different ways you can go about looking at it. And, you know, last night you you do get a depth goal. You get Braden McNabb's first goal of the year. You get a power play goal off the stick of Michael Amadio. You, you needed one more play. That really, is is what it boiled down to. You had a great chance on the power play for Pavel Dorofiev. I think that, you know, for me, he's gotten more comfortable. This will be game number three in a row for Dorofiev tonight. And I, I think that you're starting to see him make plays. will be a little bit more comfortable up at the at the NHL level. Um, and, and you're right on the money. Like Jake Lucision, Jonas Romberg they had looks. They had chances. The fact of the matter is, though, they've got to bear down. They've got to bury one of those. And, and you probably need, as as you've brought up, more from... Riley Smith, William Carlson, and certainly Phil Kessel. Uh, Not so much in terms of special teams, but at five on five
0: five on five is pivotal and uh, they've been beneficial uh, on that. Uh, then uh, you get uh, some power play goals thrown in and it really gives you an amazing opportunity uh, to win a hockey game. They they had great looks last night uh, throughout the second and third period where that game was, uh, was hanging in the balance and the puck didn't fall. Think of Riley Smith on that partial breakaway where it could have easily fallen in behind Phoenix Copley instead of up and over the net. Uh, that that one uh is uh the one that, uh, that glares out to you good shot great save yep uh can't be faulted uh on a Riley Smith side of it uh from for, for not scoring but it's just uh, one of those ones that you need to be able to to get it to, to go their, their game last night Ryan, uh, and I don't know how it went on, on the post-game show with with your post-game analysis, but I, I was impressed with the way they played. Uh, from a soft start to the game, in which they, they found their legs after not registering a shot for the first half of the opening period, uh, the final 50 minutes of that was highly competitive and uh, bordered on having a majority of the play uh, against the LA Kings and the better scoring opportunities. And they were locked in a a goalie battle between Logan Thompson and Phoenix Copley, and Copley's uh, on his... Role of a of a lifetime right now in saving basically the L.A. Kings season and and he made that one extra save. The, the saves were, were were the same. The the shots the L.A. Kings had one more and, th- and that was the difference in the game. Uh, when you look at uh, what was really a, a one goal game, so I, I think there's a lot to build on uh, from the, from the Golden Knights. That was one of those ones where if it's a different result, I think a lot of people look at the game much differently. Uh, because they, not just because uh, uh, they they were competitive, but because they they win the game. Uh, last night, uh, I Bruce Cassidy said today, from a defensive standpoint, that that was a, a really good hockey game. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I I think defensively they played a solid game. I, I you know you look at uh, the difference in the game, the goal that that Alex Ayafalo scores in transition and it's just kind of a weird set of of circumstances that go against the Golden Knights you got Petrangelo playing the puck over over his head with a high stick you've got Mark Stone uh, just about to touch the puck it's going to be blown dead and all of a sudden blows a tire and then you've got a three-on-one going the other way and that's really one of the only opportunities that the LA Kings had in transition because the Golden Knights were so dialed in I I liked a lot of Vegas' game. I thought it was a simplified road game. I thought they did really well to buy into what you need to do to win on the road. And the fact of the matter is uh, you, you, you had a couple of looks. They didn't go for you. And L.A. cashes in on their one real chance in transition.
0: Uh, I'm never going to fault uh, this team, at least this year shouldn't say never, but I'm not going to fault uh, <laughs> this team this season uh, when it comes to uh, anything that they do on the road because they're the National Hockey League's best and uh, and maybe they didn't get the, the rub of the green last night. But uh, I'll, I'll throw this uh, out to you and Chapman. Was last night maybe the hockey gods just evening things out? When you talk about the uh, Iafalo goal... And the slippage that occurred in the neutral ice uh, by Mark Stone, and apparently the ice was not very good last night. Uh, Alex <laughs> Petrangelo with a a, a very uh, straightforward uh, opinion on that uh, during the course of the uh, the telecast or the broadcast uh, on Fox Sports Las Vegas with with Dan Duva. But was that hockey gods just to evening things out from the opening night of the season because Vegas won on a really weird goal in which. Los Angeles almost handed the game uh, to Vegas and, and Mark Stone being able to, to capitalize on on what looked like uh, just a, a, a brain cramp on behalf of the LA Kings. And last night, it turned out to be a weird goal that uh, that cost the Golden Knights a win.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you can look at it that way. I think that, you know, over the course of 82 games and, and specifically four games uh between teams in, in, in one division. I think that there are going to be plays that kind of balance out, even out like when it comes to you know maybe a, a power play that you don't feel it should be a power play or a bad call, whatever it is. All that stuff tends to even out. So I think that you know, if, if you're looking at that Sean Dursey play late, late, late in game number one of the season between Vegas and Los Angeles that led to a Golden Knights victory, maybe the, the blown wheel in the neutral zone for Mark Stone is, is kind of poetic justice that that those are the two players kind of involved in in points going both ways.
0: So you're in with the Hockey Gods, or you're Uh, on the fence with the Hockey Gods?
1: I mean, I don't personally look at it that way, but I know know you really, really want me to. Like, it it is, like, listen, again, over the course of four games between these two teams, there's going to be plays that go both ways. I think that for L.A., it it was, you know, a, a play that goes against them early on, but I don't know that it's anything other than Mark Stone just kind of blew a tire on bad ice. Like, I don't think it's hockey gods evening things out. You can look at it that way. I don't believe it.
0: Yeah, odd man rush, and they took advantage of it where uh, Vegas was stopped on their odd man rushes. A two on one, and then the partial breakaway by Riley Smith. So now they turn the page, and they get the Anaheim Ducks. And this is going to be a, a, a real big opportunity for Vegas tonight. They have dominated, dominated uh, the, uh, the players uh, uh, on the Anaheim Ducks side of it. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, do you want to open the phones uh, right now? Sure. I'm open to it. Let's do it. Uh, 702 876 1340. Mike, I know that you've been calling, and I want (laughs) to make sure that we get you on. So uh, please uh, give us a shout back if uh, you're not on hold right now. But I want to make sure that we get into it uh, due to the fact that we had a short show yesterday. Uh, We are going to open up the uh, the phone lines uh, going into the uh, second game of this uh, consecutive games uh, coming out of the Christmas break. Uh, Here we are. Mike. uh, Sorry for the delay, but uh, welcome to the VGK Insider Show, and I hope you had a good holiday. Well, I hope
2: you did, too. Is it time for one-timers, or did I miss it somehow? Uh, <laughs> we, we're going to get
0: to it in the uh, in the next 10 minutes. Well done. Okay. I just want to be sure.
2: Mike doesn't no, I, miss. And on a sports, I want to do two shout-outs, because I don't want to talk hockey. I'll talk that with Ryan at 1030 or whatever. Yeah, buddy. But, so, yes, we will talk. And hopefully it's on a good note. I assume it's going to be on a good note. But whether it is or it isn't, uh, a shout-out to the schedule makers. A week ago, they saved our tail by scheduling the Coyotes at home after two losses. And tonight we have Anaheim. Thank you, schedule makers.
0: You're right about that, because they have owned the Ducks.
2: Yeah. I'm not worried about tonight, although maybe I should be. We have half half silver and half gold as i said the other night but we'll we'll deal with that if we have to the thing i want to shout out about and and i really do have thought about this a lot as we end the calendar year 2022 and we hit the halfway point of the season next week which is you know it's hard to imagine my wife said i can't believe it's halftime already but it yeah. is and the the thing is i want to thank bill foley On behalf of senior citizens, because Bill was my age when he decided to spend half a billion dollars and get a National Hockey League franchise into Las Vegas. That is one gutsy move for a senior citizen. And I was 65 years old when the team played its first game. So I hope Rita is listening and Rita, a shout out to you. Call in, please because I believe we fellow senior citizens have been rejuvenated and our lives extended by Bill Foley's courage, and he's still buying teams in his late 70s. He's amazing.
0: Well said. Uh, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Not quite there yet, but, uh, but I appreciate the fact that you are representing uh, there's Mike on the VGK Insider Show. Uh, looking forward to the hockey talk uh, a little bit later with Ryan and uh, the post game from the Anaheim Ducks and the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, this is this is a, a, a game tonight. That uh, with Vegas having won 21 of, uh, of 25 games uh, against the Anaheim Ducks, it should be. Like, you think about it. And then you add in the fact that the Ducks aren't very good this year. They've, uh, they've gone backwards compared to last year. Uh, they've, they've put themselves into a lottery position right now uh, out of the gate. Uh, it should be a well-timed uh, opponent for Vegas. That said, here's the issue. Vegas is now down seven regulars. Alec Martinez will not play uh, tonight after taking a shot in the foot uh, in the front half of that game last night and didn't play the final 40 minutes. So you're down again for the second time this year. Three of your top six defensemen, and you're out four forwards up front. It does even the ice surface a lot.
1: Yeah, it's not a freebie game, and, and I think that that's something to keep in mind going into this one, and and it's it's also a lesson that should be all too familiar from last season for the Golden Knights, but when you look at the players out of the lineup, um, Vegas is going to have to find a way and, and it's it, you know a game where you should beat the opponent a game where you look at it and say from a schedule making perspective this is the perfect game you want the Golden Knights to play you also have to have the caveat that this isn't necessarily the Golden Knights team you expected to see on the ice based in part because of injuries
0: Front half of the show belongs to you on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Stephanie, welcome to the program.
3: <laughs> hey guys, how are you doing?
0: What's happening?
3: Uh, I'm actually at CNA, so i watching some pilot training classes. Nice. <laughs> awesome. So, I'm down here all the time, like, <laughs> um, you know, uh, happy holidays. First off, I hope you guys have a good day with your family. Um, and had some good memories made. I hope all the players were also able to do that. Um, you know, a little disappointing to hear that Marcy is going to be in the minors tonight. Uh, but, you know, when it's those day-to-day minor injuries, I would always rather caution them on taking, you know, one or two extra games to really make sure that they're feeling better and of so going in and re entered and then it becoming a week-to-week or month-to-month injury.
0: Uh, yeah, and uh, we know that uh, from uh, listening to Dave Gosher and Shane Nighty last night uh, that uh, Jonathan Marshall is on this trip, will not play tonight, uh, but is on the trip. So that is encouraging. And uh, I spoke yesterday about the, the forwards being a little bit uh, ahead of schedule compared to the rest of them. So that's uh, slightly encouraging. But going on with, uh, with half a year starting six out of the lineup uh, on the back end, that, that makes it a battle right now, Stephanie.
3: Oh, I couldn't agree more. It definitely does. But I do think that um, when you have so many players in the lineup, that having an opponent like Anaheim uh, is, is obviously beneficial. Like Mike said, shout out to the schedule makers. They, they didn't know it when they made it, but they have uh, helped out.
0: Uh, you're right about that. Uh, enjoy the rest of the power skating, and please uh, keep listening for the uh, remainder of the program.
3: Always, always, you guys.
0: Thanks, Stephanie. Uh, Stephanie calling in from Sydney National Arena, taking in some power skating for the little ones as uh, we look ahead to the Anaheim Ducks and the Vegas Golden Knights. 702-876-1340 if you want your voice to be heard on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Uh, Talking some hockey right now. Uh, Some things happening around the National Hockey League. Uh, Mike uh, teed up one-timers nicely for me. There's a bit of controversy taking place in Toronto around the holidays. (laughs) Uh, We will get you all caught up to date on that, as only Toronto can do. Find $100,000. We'll get into that in just a little bit. Mm -hmm. Is there uh, anything outside of finishing? Uh, Because finishing is such a fine line. Uh, Lassician can't get a better opportunity than he had last night and the uh, opportunity on the two-on-one for Vegas that just hopped over a stick uh, uh, and bounced away from Michael Amadio and Riley Smith being in uh, somewhat alone. uh, Those are ones that uh, that I'll take my chances on with with those guys because Lassician has to get one to fall eventually with those kind of looks and we know what Riley Smith can do. Uh, So outside of that aspect what would you like to see see change for Vegas tonight?
1: I, I don't know that there's a ton I would change from the game that they played. I, I liked a lot of what they did. I, I'll tell you, I I want to see Nick Waugh get going, and, and I'm not necessarily talking about just putting the puck in the back of the net. I I think that he's been good, but you need a little bit more from that line in terms of driving offense, and I think you need a, a line with with Waugh, Carrier, and, and Colasar. Uh, to maybe bang a little bit more down low and, and bring the puck to the net and create a little bit more havoc in front of goalies. So um, from a specific standpoint, not necessarily finishing. I just want Vegas to be a little bit harder and more noticeable in front of the net. Second and third opportunities, that's kind of what I'm looking for tonight.
0: I have a angle on that line of Wah and Carrier and Colasar I'll get to that in just a little bit but first though, William uh, you're on Fox Sports Las Vegas and uh, the VGK Insider Show
4: hey Darren hey Ryan hey um so by my, my uh I was looking at the schedule and knowing that you know for the better part of the last month month and a half we've been playing a game pretty much every other day I uh I'm looking at the latter half of the of the schedule and I see a lot of times where we have you know opportunity one to get healthy too. Uh, to get some really good practices in. And then on the other side is looking at some of the other um, team schedules uh, in the Western Conference in particular, uh, where they're kind of doing what we're doing right now by yeah. playing a game the other day. So what's your, what's your take on that? I think it's a really positive thing for Vegas.
0: Well, positive. Uh, you, you, you and LA, uh, those are the two teams that have played the most in the National Hockey League. So you're not going right. to get any benefit on, on the LA Kings side. In fact, tonight, uh, Vegas plays the, the one game in hand that they have on anybody in the league, and that is LA. They'll be even in games played. But the rest of the league, uh, you're, you've got uh, a, a bit of a lopsided schedule where they're going to be playing catch up, and you're going to be able to get uh, a lot more work on the details. So I like like I'll compare Boston. For instance, uh, Boston's played fewer games and they've played a lot more home games than road games. Uh, We know that they've dined out uh, on on play at TD Garden. Uh, They've been successful there. Uh, They have to fill in the back half of their schedule with a lot of games away from home. Will they be able to keep up uh, that kind of pace? That's where I think that uh, that Vegas is, even while not uh, playing as much, is going to be able to close a, a bit of the gap on that.
4: I, I would agree. Yeah, totally. And, you know, I, I was looking at the Eastern Conference as well, but you know, in particular Western Conference, you know, is more more of my focus, right? Yeah. Um, but I, I think it's going to play a big advantage more so than a lot of a lot of listeners uh, may or may not be aware of. It, it, that's just my opinion.
0: Well, it's a, it's a softer schedule as far as games remaining, True. and then keep in mind they've got the bye week in there, uh, the mandatory yeah. five days off, and an all-star break uh, mixed All-Star in. Break, so right. so you've, got, you've got those two breaks that everybody gets, <clears throat> plus a softer schedule, which widens things out even more and creates uh, a little bit uh, more cushion uh, for Vegas in the back half of the season.
4: Right, and there's and there's a couple of those, you know, three days off in between games as well, which I, you know, I'm, I'm sure Coach and, and the team is going to be taking advantage of, getting some really solid practice time in, and, and really dialing things in because, uh, you know, they they've done a lot of great things uh, recently. It's you can see the team starting to come together as a whole as a unit, and then uh, unfortunately, yeah, we're, we're dealing with injuries again. Uh, another sore subject, but nevertheless, thanks for taking my call.
0: Appreciate it. Uh, thank you, William. Back to the phone lines. Uh, a line open from William, but uh, Robert, you're on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas.
5: Uh, great show. Thanks, I buddy. Mean, I totally agree with the last, the last guy. I think the guy that has been the most disappointing is Nicolas Watt, and it's because for the last few years, we keep hearing, this is the year, this is the year, you know, he's big, he's strong, and, all, and I don't see it. I mean, maybe this is what he is. Everybody else You know, we talk about LeCision. I I have to cut him slack. Yeah, it'd be nice if he could actually put the puck in, but I'm going to cut him slack. He's a young guy. I think Miramanov has been a pleasant surprise. A lot of pleasant surprises. But that line, Colasor, if you get a few goals from him, that's a bonus. We know why he's on the ice. He's he's there to bang. Carrier, I mean, all of a sudden, he's scoring, which is great, because he's like a pit bull. The guy that needs to really pick it up is what? And I know the coach talks about it because he, he says it. He doesn't use names, but he does say we need to get scoring from guys that usually don't give us scoring, and that's what this team is missing. Like last night, you know, the main guy, Stone, Marcia, you know, Marshall throws out, Stone doesn't get a goal. You know, it's so like somebody else helped me out here. Amadio is in a, a great surprise, and he looks like such a better player. Play with Stevenson and Stone, and I just wish Nicholas Waugh would actually do something.
0: What do you see as the, the top end for Nicholas Waugh?
5: You know, I I thought before the season, unless I 20 goals, I would say 20 goals. If, if this guy gave me 20 goals, it would be awesome. Now I got to cut that down to 10.
0: Yeah, I see, I see him as a 15 guy. Uh, and and I think that that's uh, he's more than capable of that. I, I think he could still hit 15 this year. He's got five, uh, but he's he's in a he's in a drought right now. He will uh, admit that if you walked up and talked to him, uh, and like like I've been able to do. Uh, I I like what the line has done, and I, sometimes I try to. And maybe it's my sunny side up uh, part of uh, <laughs> looking at it, uh, but I. I I like to look at it as the line in this case because they've got so much of Will Carrier, uh, and and some of that is because of the play of, of Nick Waugh. That that maybe there's there's a balancing out, but you're right. There's there's more that has to come out of him, and maybe it's a, it's a back half, but going 15 games without a goal, you would uh, you would like that to be answered. And last night was one of those prime examples where if you get one of those those pucks to fall from from that area, from from a different spot like they did earlier with Carrier, uh, maybe it's, it's Watt, then, then you win me the hockey game. The
5: thing about him now is he's not even shooting the puck. I don't even know if he had a shot on goal last night. He did. He had now, one. Now he's gun shy. You know, shooting the puck, you know, and not and it's not going in, I, I could put up with, shoot it, keep shooting. But I don't even think he shot the puck last night. Now yeah, he... he's starting to get you know, a little gun shy. I think Carlson is kind of like that right now. But Carlson does a lot of little things that, you know, you, you see. I, I just think now what worries me about Juarez, not only is he not scoring, I think now he's deferring.
0: Well, it's, it's a good observation. Uh, he did have a shot last night, but it's been six games, seven games, uh, since he had multiple shots in in a game. So those those opportunities on net uh, are not being taken advantage of when he gets them, or he's not uh, creating as much. So I'm with you. I would like to see uh, a center iceman like Nick Waugh to, to generate uh, more opportunities than one uh, a game over the last six. The other part, though, uh, about doing different things, he does that. He yeah. is—he is a really good hockey player away from the puck, and uh, and that's something that uh, that not everybody's going to notice. Coaches certainly do, uh, but that that is a strong point whether he's getting the shots or not. But uh, but well well made on the fact that uh, that he needs to generate more opportunities.
1: And, and to to jump in there, like it, it's not necessarily a, a situation where you're you're expecting Nick Waugh to score every single night. You you just need more than one goal in 15 games. You just need more than what you're getting right now. And the reason you need more is because of what you don't have up the lineup. You don't have so you don't have Eichel, uh, you don't have Absolutely. Paul Carter and Brett Howden. Those those are the reasons why you look at Nick Wah and you say, okay, everything else that he does, the defensive side of the puck, that's great, but you've got to find a way to chip in one, especially when you've got these close games between Vegas and LA as we saw last night and some of the more recent losses for the Golden Knights as well.
0: Appreciate it, Robert. Uh, thanks for the call. Uh, as always, uh, you're welcome to uh, dial us up anytime. Uh, we will put you on the air because of the, the great insight uh, from all of our listeners across the Las Vegas Valley and around the world uh, listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Uh, time for a couple more calls. If you uh, want to give us a, a dingle right now, uh, we will uh, make sure that we squeeze you in. Uh, but uh, Nick Waugh is a player that uh, he, he's one of those ones that If you're going to move a centerman up, he's he's your guy uh, that you want to move up. Now, confidence has to come with them, or he has to find that confidence to move himself uh, up in the lineup. Uh, He's got his line that's classified now as the third line uh, on this hockey club when it comes to to goal production and, and point production. But he has to contribute more than he has so far. Since he missed those three games, Hey, he's only got one goal since he's been back. What yeah. was is that part of it that he's been battling through something and uh, and hasn't been able to uh, to be totally on his game? Probably a little bit sure. of it, but the ice time is totally consistent uh, as far as uh, as what Bruce Cassidy is giving him on a night to night basis. Uh, uh, and and the the opportunities though uh, for himself maybe has to be a little bit more selfish.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I, listen. I, It's one of these situations where, you know, I, like you, view Nick Waugh as as a 15-goal guy consistently. And if you're getting that in in your third or fourth line like that, that's perfectly fine. Now, when you factor in injuries and you factor in goals being a little bit harder to come by for the Vegas Old Knights, you need someone to chip in a little bit more. And that is where you look at your skilled players down the lineup. And Nick Waugh, to me is one of those guys that has the skill to put the puck in the back of the net with a little bit more regularity. So you need more than one goal every 15 games. You just do. Well, well
0: there's uh, there's two sides of it uh, with, with Nick Watt. Is Is that line your third line? It is right now. Yeah. Is it going to be for the whole year? The way they've played, it could be. Maybe. Carrier's producing, and Nick was a super talented guy, and, and we know what Keegan Colasar brings to that unit. They're, they're a very effective line for Bruce Cassidy, both with momentum, both with uh, their reliability, and this year uh, on the Carrier side, putting the puck in the net. Their DNA has always been, though, get it deep, forecheck, And grind away at the team and turn some territorial momentum in Vegas' favor. I wonder whether or not sometimes they go back to that too much and get away from making plays. If they're going to be your third line, should they be making more plays instead of just the same old that we've been used to, which is really good, same old? But if they're evolving over the course uh, of their time with the Vegas Golden Knights, should they be doing uh, a little bit more on the creative side with the puck? And I don't know what the answer to that is. Uh, I'll, I'll talk to Bruce Cassidy in the next couple of days because uh, he'll be able to, he, he might be able to say you can do both. Uh, but uh, but I'm, I'm, some coaches would want you to do both. Uh, both be creative and and then stick to that uh, bang crash boom and, and change momentum
1: yeah i mean i look at that line as a line that should be able to create offense from their forecheck down low and just bringing the puck to the front of the net and banging at it like to me it's second and third opportunities but it's also trusting those players particularly to make a play when they feel like they've got it like you, look, you go back to Will Carrier's 10th goal of the year, and I know it doesn't come with Nick Waugh and Keegan Colasar on the, on the ice, but you've got a center lane drive. Those guys can do that. It's center lane drive for from, from Mark Stone, and it's Will Carrier skating into an area and putting a perfect shot on net. You can have a similar-looking play when the opportunity is there. I'd like to see maybe a hybrid approach where yeah. if there's a lane and you've got ice, take it. But also be content to get pucks in deep and go, Bang and crash and bring pucks harder to the front of the net because I think second and third looks, rebound chances—that's where that line is really going to thrive.
0: Yeah, hybrid is is a good way to put it. Yeah. the The issue that I think sometimes gets into people's minds is uh, you you fall back on what you're accustomed to or you're used to or what's expected. Of you previously, yeah. Now, skilled players. This is always the, the the big knock on skilled players is play safe and then make plays. But but skilled players always want to make that play, and you you're asking them to be a little bit less creative at times instead of uh, more creative. In in the likes of that uh, that line of Carrier, uh, Wah, and Colasar, you'd like them to be more creative. Instead of simpler, and their their fallback is always being simpler. So, yeah. if there's a bit of a, a switch, that that I think there'll be times during the season where they'll fall into that same old. We are who we have always been, and and the evolution that has to happen there.
1: And, and to be fair, like it, it's a timing thing too, right? Like you you almost would have rather taken at at, at this time. The production that you got early on from Nick Waugh and Will Carrier because you had a full lineup at your disposal and you had Jack Eichel putting pucks in the net. You had everything at, at your disposal. Right now for the Golden Knights, if you could bottle up some of that production that carried you through at the beginning of the year to save it for right now, you'd love to have it. But it, it's on those players to find a way and, and that's really what it is. And it's not just Nick Waugh. It's not just Keegan Colestar. We're talking about William Carlson and Riley Smith, two five-on-five. Five. Again, it's everyone pitching in just a little bit more because you're battling through injuries to top-end offensive
0: players. We'll see if that moves forward. Nick Waugh, I can tell you right now, as good as Vegas has been head-to-head with the Anaheim Ducks, Nick Waugh is right there as an individual. So is this the night that gets him going. Remember he scored that beautiful goal against uh, John Gibson earlier this year against the Anaheim Ducks in the 4 nothing whitewash of Anaheim at the Fortress. Good vibes against the Ducks. It might be us bringing him up in the universe that gets it going, or it might be just playing the Anaheim Ducks and uh, there's a, a team that uh, that he's got some some really good feelings uh, when he when he lines up again. So we'll take a break. When we come back, more on this game tonight at Honda Center. And plus, uh, one-timers, news and notes from around the National Hockey League, and a whopper of a fine handed out by the NHL. It's Fox Sports Las Vegas. You're listening to the VGK Insider Show. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. There's some cool things happening around the National Hockey League. I love our game. Some great performances. Injury has opened up some opportunities. Players establishing themselves or making a claim to stick around a little bit longer. And then we're going outdoors in a couple of days. As the Winter Classic returns to the National Hockey League schedule, it's gonna be a lot warmer in Boston than it was last year in St. Paul. Remember that thing? Yeah. Yeah, it was cold there Coldest winter classic uh, ever Winter classic (laughs) Uh, They had the heritage classic The first ever outdoor game Edmonton and Montreal uh, Way back when but, uh, th- and that was the game. Remember that first Heritage Classic was when Mark Messier played in the alumni game one yes. night and then played for the New York Rangers as captain the next night uh, <laughs> with the New York Rangers as part of the National Hockey League. Uh, that's as, uh, as uh, cool as, as that one was. But uh, we got some news on the Winter Classic at Fenway Park uh, coming up in one-timers. And uh, a little bit uh, about the World Junior Hockey Championship. Uh, update you on uh, what the Vegas Golden Knight prospects are doing. There's four in the tournament and some really strong efforts uh, taking place. And we have some, um, can we tease the contest that's coming up or do you want me to hold off on that? Because I'm really excited about what's (laughs) coming the listener's way in a couple of days.
1: You know, I I feel like we can tease it if you want to go down that road. It's going to be something we're doing on a weekly basis. We're starting it this week, so something you want to keep your ears out for on Friday. We are going to be picking you and me there. We are going to be picking 3 games from the NHL schedule over the course of the weekend. We're going to take a caller. That caller is going to give us the 3 winners. That That caller wins. They win money. And we're going to get to more specific details tomorrow, but that's the gist of what we're doing. And, and it's brought to you in part by Michael Lehmann and Jewelers. So it's going to be a fantastic promotion. It's going to be something that we do on a weekly basis. And you're not going to want to miss your opportunity to be involved.
0: Uh, and I I may take a back seat on this for selecting the games because I feel like sometimes I get in the way of... Uh, like Because I, I want I want people to win, right? <laughs> so I'm going to try and select games that uh, that are a little more obvious yeah. for people. The problem is... I think hockey is the hardest sport to pick. Yeah, I don't know whether the, the the sports books would agree with that or not. But I have, I'm around the game every day. I follow the game as closely as you can, and I have a hard time if if I'm trying to sit there and pick winners. Uh, who, who's going to come out uh, on, on top? The, it just it's a very uh, difficult uh, sport to lock in because I think the stars have the least amount of influence on the result. Yeah. The stars are still the stars. Like Connor McDavid's still lighting it up. Leon Draisaitl's uh, a former MVP of the league. They're yeah. on the, the same team, at yeah. times on the same line, and they're still not running away with the league. So that gives you a, an idea of just where the impact of the, the best players in the game are on the actual result of the games.
1: Yeah, you might be limited to just one game a week and and it'll be up to me to to be the the stumper here but you know the fact of the matter is it, it's going to be a, a really fun way to get a little bit more invested I think in the NHL over the course of the the back half of the season because right now I would make the argument and I think it's the correct argument this is the best the game's been in a long, long time. There's so much talent. Anything that, that puts you in the middle of consuming as many games as possible, uh, by all means, let's go. So uh, it's coming to you, again, brought to you by Mike Wiemann and Jewelers. But listen, it's going to be every week. You're going to have a lot of reason to jump on this. Uh, I cannot wait for it to happen.
0: I'll give you an example. Calgary and Seattle tonight. Yeah. Who would you take in that one? Seattle's at home. Like that I'm just it was the first game I saw from tonight's schedule that yep. wasn't Vegas.
1: Um Yeah, I mean I, I like gut reaction is Calgary. Like even though they've been up and down and and really hard to get a handle on and read on, I'm taking Calgary in that game because right. again, I like I look at Seattle and I think their, their, their goaltending is going to be the thing that eventually ends up holding them back, but it hasn't to this point.
0: And Seattle's so. had better goaltending than Calgary this year. Which is
1: ridiculous in, in, in all aspects. But, yeah, it's as unpredictable as, as it's ever been.
0: So brush up on what's happening around the National Hockey League, and if you are successful, we'll give you three games, and you have to pick them, and hopefully uh, they uh, fall in your way and you get some In your pocket. Uh, We've got uh, some uh, time to fill here uh, from pay some bills on the commercial side of it. When we come back, we'll set you up hour number two as we get set for the Anaheim Ducks against your Vegas Golden Knights on Fox Sports Las Vegas. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Ooh, we get the world junior Hockey Championship update coming your way in hour number two, the VGK Insider Show. Uh, Big game for Team USA today and Team Canada back on the ice uh, tonight, and we've got an update on all the VGK prospects that are involved in the tournament, four scattered around that event that's taking place on Canada's East Coast. We'll also dive into Bruce Cassidy's comments uh, this morning at the optional morning skate at the Honda Centre, as the Golden Knights get set to take on the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, Anaheim, a team that last year in the first half of the season was in a playoff spot. Mm -hmm. They had a really good opportunity to make a push for the postseason and then ran out of gas. They overachieved in the first half, but what they've done this year is shocking.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it it is surprising, uh, to say the very least, but I think you know you look at the Anaheim Ducks and where they're at right now not the worst year in the world to be this bad
0: no and you look at their prospect pool yep both in the minors and up with the big club right now you add a top three pick to that heaven forbid Connor Bedard yep and boy oh boy they could be one of the top skilled teams of the National Hockey League for now Vegas has the advantage against the bottom feeders in the Pacific Division. We'll tee up this one as we move into our number two on Fox Sports Las Vegas.